Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. This is Bloomberg Crypto, a daily Bloomberg iHeart podcast. And I'm Stacey Marie Ishmael, Managing Editor of Crypto for Bloomberg News. It's Thursday, September 29th. For this episode, we're doing something a little bit different. It's based on a conversation that two of our reporters, Alison Versbrill and David Pan, had with Costa Samaras doing a live Twitter Spaces event. Costa Samaras is the White House Chief Advisor for Energy Policy. He works out of the Office of Science and Technology Policy. Our reporters and Costa discussed the recent crypto climate report and what's next for U.S. efforts on climate and on crypto. This episode features highlights from that conversation. Welcome, everyone. Thanks for tuning in today. My name is Allison Versprell, and I'm the crypto Great. regulation Thanks reporter so much for at up. Bloomberg News. <laughs> uh, thanks for joining. Um, the White House Office of Science and Technology Policy released a report earlier this month on the climate implications of digital assets. Uh, Costa, in your report, your office lays out some of the concerns about certain approaches for mining and verifying crypto transactions in particular, a mechanism known as proof of work. You also make recommendations on how to address these concerns, including suggesting that the federal government collect more data on power usage and work with states in the crypto industry to set greener standards. Um, so what is the main takeaway you want people to bring from this report? Thanks so much for having me, Ali and David. It's a, really a pleasure to be with you. you know, but first, before we get started, I, I just want to make sure that folks understand where we're coming from. Uh, I sit in the White House Office of Science and Technology Policy, and we are the source of scientific and technological advice and analysis for the president and the rest of the executive office of the president around major policies and plans and programs. And we did this report because in March, the, pressure, the president issued an executive order called in Ensuring the Responsible Development of Digital Assets. So the president tasked us, the White House Office of Science and Technology Policy, for looking into the energy and environmental implications of crypto assets. And so we got started and we brought together a group of inter interdisciplinary scientists and engineers and economists and others to understand these broader issues and present some recommendations. And so, Ali, you asked, well, what did we find? Well, at the highest level, we found that crypto assets represent between 0.9 and 1.7% of U.S. electricity use, and that the greenhouse gases uh, that are associated with crypto assets in the United States are between 25 and 50 um, million metric tons, which is about 0 0.4 to 0.8% of U.S. GHG emissions. These numbers are not big, but they're also not small. And what the report lays out is making sure that we have a handle on understanding this growing industry and ensuring that the 
the benefits for all folks in the United States are maximized and the harms are minimized. You mentioned some agencies that that should take uh, specific actions, either on disclosure requirements or setting new standards. I'm curious, like, what's what's the next step? When might we actually see some action uh, coming out of the recommendations made in the report? So what did our report find? So first, what was really striking, and I think is we see a lot of the comments that have come in you know, over the last couple of days when we've been talking about this event, is we need better information. The public needs information and transparency so that we can enable some evidence-based policy. And one of the recommendations, actually the biggest recommendation in this report is, let's all get better information about this growing industry. And that could be voluntary disclosures from, uh, from the mining industry. It could be surveys from utilities and from the Department of Energy. Uh, and it, it could be understanding from state and local energy and environmental agencies. And so with some better information, we will be better able to understand how to, again, maximize the benefits and minimize the damages. So that's the first overall recommendation. The second is really focused on communities. And Ali, you asked which agencies could potentially be involved. Uh, this is something where there's a role for the federal government, there's a role for state and local governments, and there's a role uh, for the industry. We think agencies uh, like the Department of Energy and the Environmental Protection Agency could come together with communities and with states and the industry to develop some effective evidence-based environmental performance standards for the deployment of this type of te these technologies in, in communities. We want to make sure that communities are protected from air pollution, from water pollution, from noise pollution, uh, and also that these crypto assets are helping the grid, which there is some innovation that potentially these could do this uh, rather than, than harming the grid. We also see a potential role for the Department of Energy and others to make sure that as these crypto assets grow quickly, that we maintain energy affordability and reliability. And that's one of the things that we found that was surprising is that this is an industry that can grow really fast. And it's not to say that it will continue to grow at that rate. The future growth is, uh, you know, depends on a whole bunch of different factors. But because of the ability to grow really fast, we want to make sure that the public is protected and that innovation can still drive towards net zero emissions, lowest cost electricity, and healthy communities. Well, when you, you mentioned in there the, you know, the, the federal government working with states to address some standards or create some standards to address pollution. Um, and in the report, you know, you mentioned that if that doesn't work, the White House may want to consider executive actions or Congress may want to consider legislation. Is there sort of a tipping point in your mind for when it would be necessary to resort to kind of the plan B in that particular part of the report? You know, I think when we when we stand on our principles, healthy communities, affordable energy, getting to net zero emissions, we can have a lot of room for current innovation without any additional actions. So there's no outline tipping point. There's no uh, spreadsheet that says you know, after this, other actions should be necessary. But I do think it's important that as this industry uh, grows and continues to grow, that 
they grow in in balance and in um, in connection with the communities that they're operating in. Well, and, and one last question from me, and then I think we'll turn to some audience questions. But you know, when I talk to the the crypto industry um, about some of the concerns regarding proof of work, you know, a lot of the times they'll give me a sense of being unfairly singled out when other industries, often they'll say cloud computing also use a sizable amount of energy. You know, I'm curious to get your thoughts on this um, and why has this become an area that's gotten so much attention? Well, the reason that we looked at this is because uh, there was an executive order and we were tasked by the president to understand this specific industry. I do think um, that the the thing that makes this industry different um, from many other types of, of new and emerging uses is the ability to grow fast. I, as I keep mentioning, that the um, United States was home to about 3.5% of Bitcoin mining a couple years ago, and now uh, it's more than 38%. And so it's important to understand how those trends can develop and how to minimize impacts on, on communities. You know, the last big recommendation that we had in, in this report is really about innovation. And, you know, I, I think we'll probably get into it um, as, as we continue this conversation, but there is innovation to use digital assets and, and crypto assets in, in reducing greenhouse gas emissions from vented methane, for example, or by potentially using crypto assets to take advantage of renewable energy that is not able to get to population centers. One piece that, that was in the report, but I didn't see get a lot of notice, was that distributed ledger technology was used to help uh, the California system uh, reduce its electricity use in, in its grid stress events that were happening um, in, in September. And again, as long as we stand on those principles, net zero grid, affordable and reliable electricity and not harming communities, I think there's a huge potential benefit to driving innovation in this sector. Coming up, more from the Twitter Spaces conversation with Alison Versprill, David Pan, and Costa Samaras from the White House. Success is more than the final destination. It's a path you take one step at a time. It's discipline. It's teamwork. And it's the drive and passion inside of us that comes before all recognition. It's what Stiefel's been doing for over 130 years. Quietly, yet strategically, Stiefel's become one of the fastest growing wealth management and investment banking firms in the country. Our financial advisors go beyond traditional wealth management to provide clients with direct access to one of the industry's largest equity research franchises and a leading middle market investment bank because success is the drive it takes to keep climbing, the passion to keep investing, the best of each of us made better by the best in all of us. And that is where success meets success. Start your journey at Stiefel.com. That's S-T-I-F-E-L.com. Stiefel Nicholas and Company Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE. You know success when you see it. Or you think you do. The people in the spotlight. Athletes, actors, artists. But what about the people behind the scenes? You know, the ones who make it all happen. The lighting engineers, the sideline photographers, the caterers. They're small business masterminds. And if there's one thing they have in common... It's making their money work harder. 
That's why they have a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, where they are now earning a generous 5% annual percentage yield. Yes, 5% APY. Making your money work as hard as you do? That's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. We have a question from the audience on um, using stranded methane to power mining. So this is from Denny from Duxbury, Massachusetts, um, asking, can Bitcoin mining powered by natural gas that would have otherwise been flared help fund investments in renewable energy? Um, the, uh, The example that they give is in Texas, some shale drilling rigs are located beyond the reach of pipelines. So the gas must be flared, releasing methane. If this gas is instead used to power a mobile Bitcoin mining rig, a portion of those revenues could be channeled into renewable energy, thereby helping the U.S. become more energy independent. Any thoughts on this? So venting and flaring methane happens at a bunch of different places. It happens at oil and gas wells. It happens at landfills. It happens at some sewage treatment and some agricultural processes. And uh, venting and flaring methane at oil and gas wells wastes about 4% of global methane a year and contributes to about 400 million metric tons of CO2, about 0.7% of global greenhouse gas emissions. So in a world that gets to net zero emissions, we want zero methane flare, uh, venting and methane flaring. If methane that would have been vented. So no methane should be vented at all. The methane venting is bad. And so why is it bad? Because methane is a very potent greenhouse gas emission. It's 27 to 30 times the global warming potential of carbon dioxide over a 100-year time frame. And in the near term, it's 80 times as powerful as CO2. So venting methane directly to the atmosphere is bad for climate change. And we want to do everything that we can to avoid that. And so typically what's happened is vented methane is flared, just lit on fire, completely wasted. And it's better to have flared methane than vented methane. It would be even better to have that methane be captured and used rather than wasted into the air. And if mining operations can use vented or flared methane to generate the electricity to do mining operations, there can be a a positive climate impact. So yes, absolutely. We want to get venting to zero. We want to get flaring as close as possible to zero. Uh, Again, this has to be done in the understanding of uh, impacts to local communities. So flaring is still going to create CO2. Flaring is still going to create some emissions. And it's important that additional flaring is not overburdening communities that have historically had lots of amount of pollution All right. Well, let's go ahead then. I think this is a good time to uh, kick it over to David Pan, our Bitcoin mining reporter. So, David, over to you. Thank you. So here's a question from one of the listeners. So she is asking, what are the top three enabling or complementary policies the administration could implement to leverage Bitcoin mining as a tool for lowering greenhouse gas emissions? Well, you know, the recommendations from our report focus on better information, minimizing impacts on communities, and driving innovation. And so those are the three fo- the areas that we focused on. Going forward, the question is, how can mining drive towards net zero emissions? I would put that under our driving innovation recommendation. And really, it's 
demonstrating the ability and the trend, the preference, and ultimately, hopefully, the the majority operating conditions that this industry drives towards building additional renewables, building additional storage, getting emissions down to net zero as quickly as possible. Thank you to Alison, David, and to Costa Samaras. You can find more of Alison's reporting and of David's reporting on the Bloomberg Terminal on Bloomberg.com or on Twitter. Alison is at Ali Versprill, that's A-L-L-Y-V-E-R-S-P-R-I-L-L-E. And David is at David Pan underscore one. That's D-A-V-I-D-P-A-N underscore one. On the next episode of Bloomberg Crypto, for poets, April might be the cruelest month. For traders, though, September is definitely the one to fear. So what's the outlook for crypto prices as we head towards the end of the year? Is there any sign of a thaw in this crypto winter? Who can say or guess? This is Bloomberg Crypto, a daily podcast from Bloomberg and iHeartRadio. For more shows from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Send us your comments, questions, or suggestions for the show to crypto at Bloomberg.net. Or find us on Twitter, we're at crypto. The supervising producer of Bloomberg Crypto is Vicky Vergolina. Our senior producer is Janet Babin. Associate producer is Moses Andam. Desta Wonderad is our engineer. Original music by Leo Sidron. I'm Stacey Marie Ishmael. We'll be back tomorrow. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.